Hey guys, we're talking about uh, the difference between the gospel of God, the gospel of the kingdom, and the gospel of Christ. And uh, actually, is there a difference between what Peter and the apostles preached before and after the cross? Uh, so this is going to be an interesting Bible study tonight. Hi everyone, my name is Francis Simeon. Welcome to the uh, Pauline Fellowship. Bible study hour. For, before we go forward, however, I want to uh, keep reminding everyone, please make sure to subscribe to our uh, YouTube um, uh, channel. But don't just subscribe. Hit that, hit that right there. Hit that bell right there as well. So uh, whenever a new, um, a new video drops, you're uh, definitely going to be uh, the first one in to know. Um, I also want to say I, well, I also want to apologize to everyone. Uh, it's been I'd like to say maybe two and a half weeks since our last Bible study, and that's just it's just been a busy time at work for January, especially when we're taking care of like year end stuff at work from last year. Then January is definitely a busy time, plus goal setting and stuff like that. So please bear with me. I hope. Uh, uh, tonight's topic will be a blessing to you. Um, what are we going to be talk? Uh, what are we going to talk about uh, tonight? So, just a brief outline. We're going to talk about the gospel of God. We're going to talk about the gospel of kingdom of the kingdom. What's the difference between before the cross and after the cross? And then we're also going to talk about the gospel of Christ. All right, let's go forward, shall we? Let's talk about the gospel of God. Um, first off, uh, the gospel of God was preached by the Apostle Paul. Romans chapter 15, verse 15 to 16 says, Nevertheless, brethren, I have written the more boldly unto you in some sort, as putting you in mind because of the grace that is given to me of God, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles uh, might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Ministering the gospel of God. So first note that we want to make regarding the gospel of God is that it was preached by the Apostle Paul. The next note we would like to make is that it was also preached by uh, the Apostle Peter. Um, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter number 4, verse 17, for the, for the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begins at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? So, as you can see, it's preached by both Paul and Peter, okay? Uh, and I'm just sort of like pegging these notes in the back of your mind there, but we'll summarize them as we go forward before we move to the next gospel that we will talk about. Uh, what is it all about? What is the gospel of God? Is it the same thing as our gospel, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, as described in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15? Well, let's see what the Bible says. The important thing about our Bible study tonight is this, that the Bible 
defines the gospel. And all we have to do is believe what it says. If the content or, or the definition of the gospel mentioned in that specific topic uh, or, or specific verse that you're reading is not addressed straight to you, then there's something, you know, there, there, there must be something there, you know. Uh, stop and see what it's there for. Time to, time to rightly divide. Time to study, right? All right, so what is the gospel of God? Is it the same as our uh, gospel, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? Good question. Let's see what it says. Romans chapter number 1, verse, verses 1 to 4. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the what? The gospel of God. Okay, here's another another clue, another note that we would like to make, which uh, the next statement over here, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the holy scripture, uh, in in the holy scriptures. So notice that the gospel of God is written in the holy scriptures by uh, by the prophets. So. That gives us a clue that it's not a mystery or a secret. It's not a mystery information. It's written. It can be searched. It's not unsearchable. Okay, so um, uh, it's been prophesied before. Okay, so just a side note there. Let's read. Let's read on concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, uh, our Lord which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Okay. So point number one, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. Okay. So there's a twofold content in the gospel of God. As you can see, you didn't hear you didn't read anything about the death, burial, and resurrection, and all you have to do is believe. Okay. Number uh, number one, it's prophesied. It's it's not it's not mystery information. It's prophesied. Number two, the content is twofold. Alright. The first part is that the Lord Jesus Christ, or Jesus Christ our Lord, was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and this is important to note that's why in the book of matthew the genealogy of the lord jesus christ was traced through david okay because pro prophecy says if you go down we don't what we might uh, look at some of the verses run through the verses here in the next few times but we definitely don't have the time tonight uh, if you look down through the different uh, prophecies, it's definitely talking about how uh, the Messiah is going to, to come through the line of David. Okay, The second part of the content is that he was declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by what? By the resurrection from the dead. Well, if you did not believe nation of Israel before he was he, he was crucified, now, because of the resurrection from the dead, now, here's proof that he's the Son of God with power. 
Remember back when they were asking for a sign. What sign would you give us? That what sign would you give us? And the Lord Jesus Christ said, just as uh, Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And so the resurrection would be the sign uh, that he, uh, the proof, if you will, that he is the Son of God with power. All right? So, so far, kind of a review of the gospel of God before we go forward. Number one, uh, the gospel of God is written in prophecy. Okay? It's prophesied. Number two, it has a twofold content, which is A, Jesus Christ was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. And B, the key is declared to be the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. Okay? And then we also noticed, or we also noted that the this the gospel of God was preached by both Peter and Paul. The next few notes here, the next two notes, I want to, to sort of uh, just go through briefly, but we're going to uh, dive deep into this more later on. Uh, the next one is that it is foundational. It is foundational, right? Uh, and um, it's sort of like a basic information that you that that you need to go through first before going to anything else. Sort of like before you go to get grade two, you need to go through grade one first. It is foundational. Before you learn to read, you need to learn to 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 say your ABCs in there. Uh, you need to learn your phonics first. Okay. Number two is that it does not seem to have a specified response. And when I say it does not seem to have a specified response, it does not say, uh, you know, well, you have to um, you have to be baptized to show that you believe this, or you need to you need to, when you believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is. Uh, the Messiah because he's from the line of David according to the flesh or when you believe that he is uh, the Christ because he was resurrected from the dead you need to you need to manifest sign gifts it does not say that at all okay uh, all, although like I said that's why I mentioned the word seems it does not seem to have a specified response is because of course, if you don't believe this foundation, why would you uh, why would you go to the next step? So um, of course it's also important to believe this. And that's why when uh, when Philip was traveling with the Ethiopian eunuch, he first preached the gospel of God to him how that the Lord Jesus Christ uh, is the Son of God. And uh, when, when, the, um, when the eunuch said, See, here is water. What does, what does hinder, what that hinder me to be baptized? Which is part of the gospel of the kingdom. The next thing that Philip said was, Well, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and then sure you may. There's nothing hindering you. And the Ethiopian eunuch said, I believe. Then he was baptized. 
Okay, so we'll we'll take a look in that, into that later on. The specified re response, um, as of now, as for now, we'll just say that it, there seems to not be a specified response. Okay, so that's the gospel of God. Notice that it's not the same as the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Although part of it, it is part. Uh, you know, part of the components, if you will, of the gospel of God is mentioned in the gospel of Christ. I will explain later on. Okay? So, the gospel of God is not, although it is part of the gospel of Christ, which is our gospel, it is not equal to it in its entirety. Okay? If today, in our time today, in our dispensation. If somebody believes that Jesus Christ was of the seed of David according to the flesh and that he is the Son of God, he is the Messiah, he is the Christ according or because of the resurrection from the dead, is he saved just by that? Excuse me. Just by believing that, is he saved? No. Because that's only part of the gospel of Christ, but it's not equal to it in its entirety. Okay, let's 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 go forward, and 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 I hope to clear this before the hour is over here in a bit. All right, but before that, let's jump to the gospel of the kingdom. Okay, before the cross. Whoops, it's kind of covering me over here. Before the cross. Uh, let's have a review because we talked about the gospel of the kingdom as a review here before. Okay, the timeline is from John the Baptist to the cross, Luke 16, 16. Before John the Baptist, it was the law that they kind of just pushed and preached. And then when John the Baptist splits the scene, all of a sudden the message is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, our speakers, our preachers, were John the Baptist in Matthew chapter number 3, verse 1 to 2. The Lord Jesus Christ preached the same thing in Matthew 4, verse 23. The disciples also in Matthew chapter number 10 and Luke chapter number 9 uh, preached the same thing. The audience is not uh, the church. And a lot of people would say, would mistake that this is the same as our gospel because they believe that the body of Christ, the church which is the body of Christ, started in the Lord Jesus Christ's early ministry. But as you will see, when you enter from the book of Malachi, crossing that single page that says the New Testament books of the Bible and read Matthew chapter number one, verse number one and onward, you are entering into a setting where the law is still in effect. You are entering into a setting where God was still dealing with with the nation of Israel. In Matthew chapter number 10, verse 5 to 6, he even explicitly, expressly said to the disciples, Go not unto the Gentiles. Okay? Because we are sent into Israel. When the wise men in Matthew chapter number 1 look for the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, he did. they did not say, Where is he who is born Savior of the world? That's not what they said. That's not who they were looking for. They were looking for where is he that was born king of the Jews. 
right? What does the gospel of the kingdom say? It does not say believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, and the offering of his blood, so uh, so you will be saved. It does not say that at all. It says in according to Mark chapter number 1, verse 14 and 15, repent for the kingdom is at hand. Okay, And by manifesting your belief, you have to be baptized. And we talked about why uh, baptism is important because the kingdom, the next most logical question, of course, is what kingdom is at hand? What kind of kingdom is this? The kingdom that God was talking about, that Jesus Christ was talking about, that he would build, that he promised to Moses and to Abraham as early as then was a literal earthly kingdom of priests. And every priest have to be whole every priest have to be perfect physically that's why jesus was in a healing ministry every priest had to be washed and anointed that's why they had uh that's why jesus christ and john the baptist or uh that's why john the baptist was baptizing them and the disciples as well okay so that is a review of the gospel of the kingdom this is the gospel of god the same content as uh, does, it, does it have the same content as our gospel? No. The, does the gospel of the kingdom have the same content as our gospel? No. Okay? But let me uh, bring you to Matthew chapter number 16, verse 21. Because notice the first four words. From that time forth. Okay? began to show uh, began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day okay so it's it's according to the gospel of God it is essential for him to be raised the third day because that will declare him to be the Son of God with power. According to the Gospel of Christ, which uh, the, it is essential for the Lord Jesus Christ to, uh, to die, be buried, and to uh, rise again the third day because that is, he's doing that for our sins. Christ died for our sins. Okay, um, and that his blood would be the propitiation to appease God's wrath. Okay, uh, but so I, you know, I always go back to this because a lot of a lot of a lot of pastors, a lot of Bible teachers, a lot of people who uh, who study the Bible or teach the Bible would say, yeah, they're they're all one of the same. One and the same. The gospel of the kingdom, that's the same as our gospel. The gospel of God, that's the same as our gospel. And they, they preached the same things back then, before the cross and after the cross. Well, if that's the case, then why was the response of Peter this? In the next verse, Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Okay. If we were to make the argument that Jesus Christ was trying to explain to them the gospel of God, or if Jesus Christ was, was trying 
to explain to them the gospel of Christ, which I'm not saying that at all right now. I'm just, uh, I, I, I'm just, you know, for argument's sake, if we were going, if we were to make that argument and use that argument to support the false claim that all these gospels are the same and they were preaching the same thing and Peter and Paul were preaching the same, uh, the same uh, message when it comes to the gospel of the uncircumcision and the circumcision, then why would Peter rebuke the Lord Jesus Christ? The answer is simple. Because Peter did not understand what Jesus Christ was saying. Peter did not see the events that needed to happen and that were about to happen. But you would say, you know, some people would say, but it's written in the prophets. Yes, it's written in the prophets. Now, how many times have you and I read things in the Bible that we do, did not understand? Many times, right? <laughs> so, Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. It's because he did not understand. It's because the only simple thing he was preaching was that repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But from notice that from that time forth, Jesus began to show them unto his disciples. It, he, he started to show them. That does not mean he un, they understood right away as seen in Peter's response. Okay? You jump over to John chapter number 20, verses 6 to 9. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and see it the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple which came first to the sepulcher and he saw and believed why for as yet they knew not the sepulcher or sorry for as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead that he must must rise again from the dead because the rising from the dead makes him or declares him the son of god with power declares him to or is if you will the proof that he is the christ okay so Jesus Christ started to show them back here in Matthew 16, but they did not believe. That's why, or they did not understand. That's why Peter rebuked him. How can Peter preach what he did not understand? How can Peter preach the death, burial, and resurrection uh, if he did not understand? How can Peter preach uh, the that the resurrection would make the Lord Jesus Christ um, the Son of God with power if he did not understand? Simple answer is this. He simply preached the gospel of the kingdom, which was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Not our gospel, not as of yet the gospel of God. Later on, the John chapter number 20, it says, for as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Even after the Lord Jesus Christ uh, rose from the dead, they still knew not the scripture. And then we come 
to Luke chapter number 24, verse 44 to 46. You remember when the two disciples were walking and they were sad because of what was going on in uh, Jerusalem. And they were so, uh, so sad because the Lord Jesus Christ died. They were so sad with the things going on in, in this world that... Um, they could not even notice, they did not even notice that they were walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said over here in, uh, in uh, 24, verse 44, and he said unto them, excuse me, these are the word which, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. So, uh, the gospel of the kingdom is all prophesied. The gospel of God is prophesied. Actually, if you will notice the 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 um, in in First Corinthians chapter number fifteen, some components the components of the gospel of Christ are also prophesied. Uh, that's why it says that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and was buried. And the third day uh, he rose again according to the scriptures. So they're written in scriptures. Um, so that part is not, you know, the mystery. The mystery, which we're, you know, we, we've talked about this before. We're going to talk about this later on. The mystery is not that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose again. He talked about that to them many times. Um and he showed in the scriptures the mystery is that apart from the program of Israel God's going to make one new body and, and uh, the Gentiles are going to be included and all they have to do is believe all we have to do is believe that's the part which is the mystery information there Okay. Anyway, so the next in, in Luke chapter number 24, verse 45, watch. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer. It was a need. It was a must. It was, if you will, a prerequisite that Christ had to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Okay? So, as you can see, I'm, I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm just trying to explain to you how in the beginning part, before the cross of the gospel, in the beginning part of the gospels, the, the, the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospel of the kingdom's content is just purely repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and all they have to do is to be or i mean to, what they have to do to manifest their belief is they have to be baptized and uh, and then after that there would be signs that would follow them the the sign gifts okay and then as you can see towards the middle of the synoptic gospels jesus christ started to talk to them about his death burial and resurrection but they could not understand that's why peter rebuked him even after his resurrection, they still didn't understand until God opened their understanding. 
that they might understand the scriptures. I'm going to pause for a minute there and sort of just talk a little bit about some Pauline practical, more practical application, if you will, that don't be, uh, don't be frustrated, if you will. If there are times that you read the Bible and you can't understand and you're studying and you're studying and you can't understand, just keep going. Don't be discouraged and don't stop. Definitely don't go to men's opinions because men uh, make mistakes. Um, just keep going and keep praying and keep studying and keep rightly, uh, rightly dividing the word of truth until uh, the Lord opens your understanding to that part of the scriptures. But you know what? Even before all of that, the most important part is that you're saved. Okay? So uh, that's the gospel of the kingdom before the cross. What happened after the cross, right? So just as a, as a review, before the cross, the disciples did not understand the scriptures that Jesus would die, be buried, and rise again. And that his rising, excuse me, would declare him to be the son of God with power. And that his resurrection would prove that he is Christ. This is why they simply preached the gospel of the kingdom. But that would change after the cross when they understood. When they understood why Jesus Christ had to die. When they understood what happened. Then the, the, the components of their gospel had a little bit of changes here and there, okay? That's why in Acts chapter number 2, verses 29 to 32, okay? Bible says, and I want you to notice this because tell me what, what this is talking about here. And then hopefully your mind will bring you back to the gospel of God. The, uh, the content, the twofold content, if you will. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch who? David. Oh, wait a second. That's sort of part one of the components of, uh, of the content of the gospel of God. That he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the what? To the flesh, he would raise up Christ to, see, to sit on his throne. So is that not talking about the first uh, first half of the gospel of God? That uh, that Christ, according to Romans chapter number one, uh, was you know from David according to the flesh. He would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. Continuing to read, he seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ. Oh, isn't that part two of? the content of the gospel of God, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh uh, did see corruption. This Jesus had God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. Wait a second. Isn't that part two of the content of the gospel of God? Okay. Therefore, uh, continuing to read here, therefore, being by the 
right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had shed forth this which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens. Huh. There's something to think about. Is David in heaven right now? Hmm. That's another, another topic for another time. But uh, anyway, as you can see, we're talking about the gospel of God. Or Peter, while he's preaching in Acts chapter number 2, he's talking about the gospel of God. Um, which has two contents, a twofold content. Number one, that David is, or sorry, that the Lord Jesus Christ is of the line of, of David according to the flesh. And number two, that he is de declared to be the Son of God with power by the resurrection. Okay? So continuing to read here, but he said himself, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, Here's the conclusion of his message, of the message of, Paul, of Peter. Sorry, excuse me. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Okay? So that part is the gospel of God. So far, Peter has been preaching the gospel of God, like I said, which is foundational and did not have a specified response. And that is why the listeners ask in verse number 37. When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? We've heard about the gospel of God. What shall we do? As a matter of fact, for the nation of Israel, because they said, uh, they said to Pontius Pilate, we have no king but Caesar. Crucify him. His blood be on our hands. Okay? It's like this, the gospel of God is sort of like an indictment against them. It's like a, it's like a bad news for them, if you will. When it's funny because the gospel is supposed to be, uh, the term gospel is supposed to be good tidings. But, they were wondering after they heard that foundational uh, message there. They said, well, all right, what, what, what are we supposed to do? We're pricked in our hearts. And here comes the gospel of the kingdom. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. Is that the same as our gospel? No, you don't have to be baptized for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to be baptized, water baptized to receive the Holy Ghost. You don't have to be water baptized to uh, have remission of sins. And see, here's the prompt. Here, here's proof that remember Acts chapter number two. The apostles were talking to still the nation of Israel, the Jews. It's not the early church which is the body of Christ. Here's the, here's the proof in verse number 39. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off. So whose who's promise? What promise was that? Who's you and your children? Didn't God make a promise 
and covenant uh, covenants with the nation of Israel, with Abraham, for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord uh, our God shall call. So, as you can see, in uh, before the cross, even if the Lord Jesus Christ tried to explain to them, they did not understand. Their message was simply the gospel of the kingdom. After the cross, when the Lord Jesus Christ opened their understanding and they started to understand, their message became the gospel of God plus the gospel of the kingdom. Okay? Which brings us to our equation. The gospel of God plus the gospel of the kingdom is the gospel of the circumcision. Okay? That's, not, that's not addressed to us, the church which is the body of Christ. Right, The gospel of God plus the gospel of the kingdom equals the gospel of the circumcision. Okay? Here's a little graph here. You might want to, to take a picture of that so you can study it for yourself. This is the transition. I know the last time we met, we were going to talk about, um, I said we were going to talk about like the progression of the events from act, from Stephen to the to the transition, but um, but please bear with me while we lay some foundation, and then we'll talk about um, the events later on. Okay, so as you can see, again, our equation is the gospel of the gospel of God plus the gospel of the kingdom is equal to the gospel of the circumcision. If you read in Acts chapter number two, right here, this this first one over here, Acts chapter number two. Uh, which we just read, Acts chapter 2, verse 29 to 36, Peter preached the gospel of God. And in Acts chapter number 2, verse 38, he preached the gospel of the kingdom. Okay. Um, in Acts chapter number 3, verses 12 to 18, Peter preached the gospel of God. And you can go back and read that yourself. Uh, and then Acts chapter 3, verse 19, he switched to the gospel of the kingdom. Philip, we talked about that later uh, earlier in Acts chapter number 8, verses 32 to 35, and also verse 37, he was talking about the gospel of God. But in Acts chapter 8, verse 36, they were talking about the gospel of the kingdom. Peter, again, which is really interesting in the story because he did not want to talk to somebody who was not from the nation of Israel. But... Um, this guy was definitely a uh, um, a kingdom saint, if you will. Okay. Um, in Acts chapter number ten, verse thirty-four to forty-three, um, he was talking about the gospel of God, and then gospel. And in Acts chapter number ten, verse forty-seven to forty-eight, he uh, he switched to the gospel of the kingdom. All of these constitutes the gospel of the circumcision. And like I said, take a picture of that. And, and if you want, just reach out and I can send that over to you. And I'll uh, and read that for yourself. Hopefully we have time next time or in, in the next few sessions to talk to, to, go, to go deeper into those verses there. Okay? So, again, the gospel of God after the cross, the gospel of God plus the gospel of the kingdom equals the gospel of the circumcision. Okay, 
what about the gospel of Christ? First off, let's note this, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 17 to 18. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. Who is, who is this I speaking? That's Paul. If I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. What is my reward then? Verily that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge. I, will, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge. That I, I, sorry, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. First off, we see that it's committed unto Paul. Okay, and uh, not only is this uh, gospel the uh, a, a good tidings or good news, as we can see also, it's also a dispensation, uh, which we don't have time to talk about today. But uh, number one, it's committed unto Paul, not to Peter, not to the apostles. It's committed by the Lord Jesus Christ unto Paul. Okay, well, what does it say? What's the gospel of Christ say? What's what's uh, what does what's the content, right? Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I who's that I? That's the apostle Paul. I preached unto you, which also ye have received. How did you receive that? And wherein ye stand? By which also ye are saved. This is the gospel by which we are saved. Okay. How did we receive this gospel? What is the prescribed? The specified reaction. Later on, we'll see that. If ye keep in memory with what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed. There it is, in vain. We're going to see that again later in Romans chapter 1. For I delivered, whose I, that's again, the Apostle Paul, I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. So he's the first one to receive this. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So that's the content. That's what the gospel of Christ says. Okay? What does it... Uh, so number one, it's committed unto Paul. Number two, the content is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it also talks about salvation and instant forgiveness. Apart from the program of Israel, okay, in Acts chapter 13, verse 38 to 39, this is actually the Apostle Paul who is uh, talking about this. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the, f the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that, what, believe are justified from all things from which he could not be justified by the law of Moses. Watch. All that believe are justified. ED, past, right? It's once you do it, once once you believe, you're justified. You have forgiveness of sins, which is by the way totally different from what the apostle Peter preached in uh his message, the gospel of the of the circumcision in Acts chapter number three, because Acts, or sorry, the Apostle Peter's program, his message, the gospel of circumcision, of the circumcision, talks about a future forgiveness of sins when the Lord Jesus Christ returns. Not us, not the Apostle Paul. His message is that when you believe, you're justified. 
When you believe, you have forgiveness of sins. When you believe, right there, right then, you're saved. Amen. Amen. Praise God for that. Whew. If you're not encouraged by that, I don't know what will encourage you. Amen and amen. Um, so it's talking, it was, it was committed to Paul. The content is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's talking about instant salvation and forgiveness apart and justification apart from the program of Israel. His specified response, Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that, what's the response? Believeth. Not baptized. Okay. Everyone, not confirmed, not anyone who receives um, the Holy Eucharist, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. So far, the Gospel of Christ, as a review, is committed to Paul only as a content that says that Christ died for our sins, was buried in the third day, he rose again. It brings instant salvation and forgiveness, instant forgiveness and instant um, justification. Um, instant forgiveness of sins apart from the program of Israel. Sorry for the typographical error there. As soon as you believe, which is the specified response, belief. Believe, not water baptism or the manifesta manifestation of, our, of sign gifts. Um, this is our gospel. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them which are lost. Okay? If people don't know that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose again the third day, and um, if they don't trust in his blood or his sacrifice, that that alone can save them, and no amount of works can... Uh, can can save them if this gospel is hid from them then they are lost so it is also the gospel of the grace of god which we'll be talking about in a different time okay so well returning to acts chapter number 13 verse 32 to 34 uh paul preached the gospel of god as well and we declared uh, sorry and we that who's we? This is Paul and the people that he was with. We declare unto you glad tidings. Ah, <laughs> glad tidings, that means gospel, right? How that the promise which was made unto the fathers, could have, uh, God had fulfilled the same unto us, their children, and that he had raised up Jesus again, as it is, also written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Okay, so Paul was definitely talking uh, to a lot of people who were uh, who were Jews. And that's why in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, to the Jew first. Okay, God had fulfilled the same unto us, their children. Who's the fathers? All right, the, the patriarchs Abraham, Isaac, and 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 um, Jacob, God had fulfilled the same unto us, their children, of course, the nation of Israel, and that he had raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm, 
Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And as concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now no more... Oh, wait a sec. Who wrote the psalm? Of course, that's David. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> that's the first part of the gospel of God, right? And it says, as concerning that he was he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption. He said on this wise, I will give you the sure mercies of David. That's talking about, of course, still the first part, which is David. The second part of the gospel of God is that the resurrection from the dead um, declared him to be the son of God with power. And then after that, the next few verses, Paul preached the gospel of God. Wherefore, he said also in another psalm, Thou shalt not suffer thine holy one to see... Uh... Sorry, well, yeah, he's preaching the gospel of God. Uh, Thou shalt not see thine holy one to see corruption. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. But he, whom God raised again, saw no corruption. That's all the contents of the gospel of God. And then he switches to the gospel of Christ. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sin. And by him all that, not baptized, not like what Peter said, be baptized for the remission of sins in the future. Paul says, all that believe, are justified, excuse me, from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. If you remember our equation earlier, the gospel of the circumcision is the gospel of God plus the gospel of the kingdom. This here constitutes the gospel of the uncircumcision which was committed to Paul. The gospel of God plus the gospel of Christ equals the gospel of the uncircumcision. So, um, a lot of people who do not rightly divide the word of truth or maybe, maybe just insist that, well, Peter and Paul preached the same thing. Well, yes and no. You have to be careful when you go into arguments. First and foremost, are you just doing that for the fun of it and and not to win a brother or to edify somebody? Okay, Are you just wanting to debate with people? You want to be careful. Okay, But when you're there or when you're cornered, you have to at least use the gray matter between your ears. Amen. Okay? Because people will say, well, I mean, Paul and Peter preach the same thing. Well, yes and no. If we're talking about the gospel of God, Paul did preach the gospel of God, especially in Acts chapter number 9, immediately after he got saved. Okay? And then we just read that in Acts chapter 13, also in the beginning part of it. Peter preached the gospel of the kingdom after the cross. And then he added the gospel, or sorry, the gospel of God after the cross. And then he added to it the gospel of the kingdom. Okay. So like the chart over here, um, the purple area is uh, the gospel of God. And that's the extent. 
That's the extent because that gospel is foundational. Okay? That's the extent of where Paul and Peter's message were sort of the same. But in its entirety, Peter's gospel of the circumcision consists of the gospel of God plus the gospel of the kingdom. While Paul's gospel of the uncircumcision, of the uncircumcision, consists of the gospel of God plus the gospel of Christ. Now, why is that important? What can we take away from all of this? First off, there, and we're almost done, so please bear with me. There are different but different gospels in the Bible. Okay. And I understand that many churches right now, okay, many churches right now preach, many preachers right now, and I'm not saying they're all wicked and evil. I'm just, you know, maybe, may, and a lot of them are sincere. I, uh, what I'm trying to say is a lot of churches and preachers don't know that there are different Gospels in the Bible. So be careful. Which leads us to number two. Not all of the Gospels, not all of it, is directly addressed to us. Don't steal other people's packages. Uh, I preached a message a while back called uh, Porch Pirates. And how uh, a lot of Christians, which belongs to the church, the body of Christ today, save people today. Or people who just go to church and call themselves Christians, even if they're A, not saved or not know what they're talking about. Okay? Uh, they go to the Bible and then just say every promise of the book is mine, every you know, every word, every letter, every line, every everything of that, everything in there is mine that belongs to me, no. Not all of it is directly addressed to you or to me. Okay? You have to figure out which one is yours by studying and rightly dividing the Word of God. Which leads us to number three, to determine what a gospel is, what the gospel is talking about. Look at its content. What is it saying? What is it talking about? What is the meaning behind it? Why, you know, who's preaching it? Who are they preaching to? What is the content? Then you will know what the, that gospel is. So a lot of people don't know, you know, they just hear the word gospel. Uh, they don't, they don't, you know, they don't care about this word, this preposition over here in the object of the preposition, which which uh, becomes like an and. An, adjective a prepositional phrase which is used as an adjective to describe that word the gospel um they hear the word gospel and they just whoop, tunnel vision every gospel in the bible is the same well to determine what it is if it's the same or not then look at their content what is it talking about okay and guess what who's going to define that gospel who's going to give the content of it it's the bible that's going to going to do that for you just like what we did in gospel the gospel of the kingdom which is found in uh, mark chapter number one verse 14 and 15 the gospel of god which is found in romans chapter number one verses one to four and the gospel of christ which is found in first corinthians chapter number 15 verses one to four 
It's the Bible that can define that for you. Learn what your gospel is and don't mix and match. I like this part over here, so I'm going to grab that. I like this part over here, so I'm going to grab that. That is so dangerous, and that is not going to save you. Okay? Which leads us to last but not least, study and rightly divide God's words. I know that's not popular. That's not the fun thing to do in ministries and churches and in your in your uh, regenerated life. A lot of churches are more concerned with being, you know, with having the best um, programs and ministries to attract more of the unchurched, more more people to attract them to be a blessing to them, which is all, you know good and well if you're doing the right thing biblically but if that's what you're doing and you're not studying and rightly dividing god's words then that's dangerous you call yourself a christian but you don't study and rightly divide god's words that's dangerous you call yourself a preacher but you don't study and rightly divide god's words and that's dangerous Study and rightly divide God's words. Let the Bible speak for, your, for itself and define the terms for you. And all you have to do is believe. Um, I hope that's a blessing for you. Um, please uh, remember to go over to the Pauline Fellowship on Facebook and in uh, Instagram. Like and subscribe, especially in YouTube, just like we, we talked about uh, earlier. Trying to figure out how to put our uh, our meetings and messages in Zoom, because so I know we have a lot of we have some some listeners from the Philippines, from Switzerland, from Dubai, uh, and of course over here in in the states. So I'd like to say hi and welcome to everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, also, uh, the video, if you don't have time to watch them, but say, for example, you want to listen uh, while you're driving or, or while you're traveling or commuting, riding the train or the jeepney in the Philippines or the tricycle or the horse in the buggy or whatever you have, or you're just driving, you can download the Workman Unashamed podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, you can listen to that as well. And if you have any questions, please send us an email at uh, thepaulinefellowship at gmail.com. And um, we'll try our best to put out Bible studies that are answering questions. And, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you. Thank you for your time and thank you for for listening. I hope uh, the Bible study tonight was a blessing to you and uh, I hope that you will be blessed by it. I'll see you next week or next time the Lord Jesus Christ allows us to